Well, good morning and welcome everyone to Live Timer Sunday for February 5th, 2017. Koyo Kubosa here. I'm so very glad you joined us. I apologize for being a little late this morning. I was trying to squeeze in a, a email that I was working on, and then I looked around, and bam, it was already a minute or so past 8 o'clock. Senior moments. But I was emailing an old friend before I forgot. I didn't want to forget um, major sporting events. We always kind of uh, have a gentleman's bet, and we banter back and forth. And, well, you know, so I emailed him, how many points will you give me if I take Atlanta and Two touchdowns? Hey, you're on. You know, uh, I don't know if you'll get this last-minute email, but all these big old championship types of games over close to, I guess, 40 years now we've been doing this. <laughs> he lives in Florida. We haven't got together for in person for many, many years, but uh, we used to play sports together when we were um, on the same faculty department in North Carolina uh, for several years together. And, you know, we were young then, and every weekend we would play sports, football, basketball. Um, And so sports was a very unifying uh, part of our growing up, I guess, (laughs) as our young professional lives, and um, a lot of memories there, and one of his last emails a few months ago, when he was saying, yeah, I think about you a lot when there's, you know, sports things, and I said, yeah, I got a lot of memories that, 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 you know, pop up all the time about uh, sports moments that, actual sports moments that we shared when we were playing sports together. You know, for people that play sports, uh, you never forget all these different kinds of moments of whether, oh, I made that pass here or or I did this and, you know, or I goofed up right there and stuff like this. So anyway, I was uh, batting out that email this morning. And that's a good segue into uh, a few comments about Super Bowl Sunday today. Um, I haven't had, I've had a a theme that I fall back on now and then whenever we have holidays. And Super Bowl is is a cultural holiday. Uh, my, My theme was American Dharma Holidays. And this is simply taking all kinds of cultural holidays, national holidays, or even things like April Fool's or Valentine's Day. Um, You know, every month there's different kinds of holidays. And why not make that holiday relevant to individual spiritual growth? Personalize it in some way. It doesn't have to have just one dharma meaning or something like this. 
what capitalize or what I call piggyback uh, holidays that we observe and make it, uh, especially when for families with children, you know, there's a lot of it, uh, like ha- Halloween, <laughs> there's a lot of, uh, if you stop to pause, you can, you can be very creative in the kind of Dharma teachings as metaphors or whatever that you can do. And the key thing here is the enthusiasm and the attention and the focus is built right into that holiday. So it behooves us to piggyback and, you know, tremendous flow, inertia that's created culturally. Um, So just off the top of my head, you know, um, if if you're talking football, well, what kind of a Dharma team do you have? (laughs) What would your Dharma team look like? Is there something equivalent to a, a, a Super Bowl metaphor for your spiritual path? You know, we pay a, we get caught up in the attention to say today's Super Bowl. Why not intertwine, integrate it with your spiritual growth in some fashion? Uh. Creative things come up, you know, and to, and to help it along, maybe if you have some kind of a structure with your uh, sangha or with your family or friends to celebrate American Dharma holidays, and you could share these things, bounce off, bounce them off, the ideas off with each other, I think that's beautiful. Okay? And a family could, of course, they got a family unit. With children, you can do this. Just like, hey, every, you know, dinners or something, dinner time or whatever, say, hey, what you learned today? Or some kind of uh, report. Everybody has to give their report. We used to do this when our kids, two boys were younger. We said, okay, let's, what, how was your day? And we would take, go around the table, and I can still hear my little son's voice giving his report, and then and we end our report with, that's all for my report, you know. And, uh, just kind of sharing. Okay? And uh, you can structure it around American Dharma holidays. Uh, we have some, we have our Dharma guest who gave us a glimpse today, Douglas Sanyo. He was part of our LM6 group. I am here, Sensei. It's all yours. Thank you very much. I bow to all of you with folded palms. A lamp, a cataract, a star in space, an illusion, a dewdrop, a bubble, a dream, a cloud, a flash of lightning, view all created things like this. This is a quote from my rereading of the Diamond Sutra. And with all the things that have been happening recently, I've, I've felt it rather appropriate because a lot of people are in fear right now. 
And according to Buddhism, there's unhealthy fear and healthy fear. For example, when, we, when we're afraid of something that, that cannot actually harm us, that's unhealthy fear. But on the other hand, is say, let's say someone decides to give up smoking because they're afraid of developing lung cancer or heart problems. That's a healthy fear because the danger is real. We have many fears, fear of terrorism, fear of death, fear of being separated from people we love, losing control, fear of commitment, fear of failure, name it. However, right now we need the healthy fear that arises from taking stock in our present situation so that we can resolve to do something about it. For example, there's no point in a smoker being scared of dying of lung cancer unless there's something that he or she can do about it. Stop smoking. If, if a smoker has a sufficient fear of dying of lung cancer, they will take the steps to kick the habit. Or they can choose to ignore the danger and continue to create the causes for future suffering, living in denial and effectively giving up control. Just as that smoker, we are all vulnerable to things that can hurt us. It's, it's pure, plain, and simple. We don't need the things that we imagine. We don't need the things that make us afraid because all it does is create this imbalance, this paranoia, this irrationalization in our lives. And it makes us more vulnerable to all the mental and physical pain that arises from an uncontrolled mind, such as the pains that come from the delusions of attachment, anger, and ignorance. A balanced fear of our delusions and the suffering to which they inevitably give rise is therefore healthy because it serves to motivate constructive action to avoid a real danger. We're all still here. Nothing has really changed. There are things that, that people are trying to thwart delusion and thwart ignorance towards us. But those of us who know different don't have to worry about it because we know the difference. We can see it. It's plain as day. Don't worry about death. It's going to happen to all of us eventually whenever the time comes. And we don't know when it will happen. So don't, you don't have to, we don't have to leave this planet with an uncontrolled mind. We transform our fear of dying into, into a fear of dying with an uncontrolled mind, the motivation that will ensure we prepare for a peaceful and controlled death. A lot of people feel there is, that there's no liberation from all of this, but there is. We cannot control whether things will go our way or not, but we can learn to control our minds, our responses, and our own conduct, and in that way, gradually find a genuine liberation from all fear. As Shanti Deva says in the Guide to the Bodhisattva's Way of Life, Buddha, the Able One, says, Thus all fears and all infinite sufferings arise from the mind. It is not possible to control all external events, but if I simply control my mind, what need is there to control other things? Live life to the fullest. 
every single moment of every single day is a, is, is a beautiful moment of a beautiful day. Make it and make it fulfilled for you and for others. And by the way, Koyo Sensei, I'll take Atlanta for for 14 points, depending on what odds you're giving. Thank you very much, everyone. Much appreciation. I bow to all of you in Gusho. Namo Amitabutsu. Well, 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 thank you very much. You know, uh, theme, I think, is a tremendous theme that... Um, hits to the essence of the Dharma, of Buddhism, of human life, and to to springboard to that from a bad political situation, uh, whether we use terms like fear, um, uh, the basic human situation is the first noble truth, Dudka, that life doesn't go our way all the time. How do you live? How should, how can human beings live when they come to know that they will at some point no longer exist? This, how do you accept the unacceptable? How, when you live a certain kind of nice, good life and unfairly events occur out of your control, how do, you know, this was the, the existential challenge that the Buddha faced in his, in his personal life. And as human beings, we all face this. This is what religion is about. This is what life is about. Um, and religions offer different kinds of, um, I won't say solutions, but I would say, you know, paths of how to deal with this. Oh, you know, pray to a supernatural deity and historically, of course, Maybe in agricultural times, that's what people did to nature gods or something. They couldn't control rain or sun or the crops. They had to pray for good crops. In a way, modern times, it's the same process, but different manifestations of it. We may, it may not be... <laughs> petitionary prayer to a supernatural being, but we know we're not in charge of nature. We could do we could do a lot, but bottom line is, you know, uh, we cannot predict, control, and understand everything perfectly, completely. And it's a mistake if we rile against that and get all upset because of that. This is the basic question. Well, what does Buddhism say? I think of different quotes that I've heard in you know in, in Buddhism and teachings, the way he expressed the teachings. One of his expressions is black is white. Was black? Maybe this is a, a color bias thing, but 
black is usually seen as something dark, seen as something uh, suffering, as and white is seen as something pure, something good. Uh, so aside from that color bias, when we say black is white, in one article he says, well, what does that mean? Isn't black black and white white? If something terrible happens, it's terrible. If something great happens, it's great. Well, he says, it all depends. It depends upon person, place, and time. A given event might be different depending upon the person it occurs to, and it may change over time, or it may be this way in one set of circumstances or situation and not in another. Whenever we have value judgments, whenever we have ethics, it all depends. If, or another title of an article and a chapter, and I believe the center within is from my father's book, is Misfortune is Fortune. This is another way of stating black is white. And we have to preface this with, he does, he says, in the spiritual world, misfortune is fortune. And when we think about it, our greatest spiritual growth came from loss. Something's taken away. Precious is taken away from us. And we gain wisdom. It's, it's sort of like that, whole, you know, uh, character builders. We don't develop our character until we have to confront struggles. Do we appreciate that fact? How can we maximize that? Well, you know, we have to really examine ourselves uh, on this aspect. When we say, well, we have to take stock of our present circumstances, we have to, you know, to recognize, to to recognize, to accept. Okay. Acceptance, woo-wee, that is a term that is loaded in several ways. For many of us, when we're talking about accepting the bad situation, we say, hey, no, fight it. Acceptance is, is weak, being weak, being defeated. Is accepting because oh, I can help it. I have to accept. Kind of a weak acceptance. What does spiritual acceptance mean? Uh, we use dualistic term. You could call it a strong acceptance, a healthy acceptance. Uh, this is tremendous teaching opportunity, theme, topic. Um, How many times even, how many times can we be this way? Not just know it, transcend. How many times do we react uh, with with simple, intense, reactive anger when we're confronted with something we don't like that's happened to us? How can we go with the flow? How can we, you know, uh, 
in Japanese, there's a word, shogunai, or uh, another express, similar expression will be shikataganai, which means, usually translated as, I've talked often about this, but shikataganai means, well, you can't help it. And when we were children and we heard the older generation say that, we didn't like that term, shikataganai. We thought it was the weak acceptance dualistic sense uh, but as we have discussed about this to to unpack this term Shigataganai it's full of wisdom and to get into the psychological dynamics underlying it for example say when the Japanese Americans uh, were interned in Second World War over 100,000 forcibly removed from the West Coast and shunted to camps with barbed wire in desolate areas of <laughs> deserts and, you know, in Arizona, Wyoming, uh, for several years, uncertain future. Commonly, that young adult generation and older adult, all the adults say, oh, they're told, she got the gun eye. We're, you know, the big old government, we have no control. Okay. We have to accept this situation of being in camp. Uh, and the dynamics, the teaching here is when you truly accept what is, it's the viable options right away. Okay, this is this is what happened. This is it. We. Well, how, what can I do about it now? Okay, that's the healthy side of it. That's the taking stock and saying, hey, I see. This is how it is. How can I, what can I do now? It's, it's a 180-degree turn, really, from being a helpless, hopeless victim to being empowered. Given that you accept these constraints or situations that you're in, how do you handle it? Instead of riling against the pain, you say, well, how can I handle it? What can I do? It is empowering and opening up. Maybe pain is sometimes inevitable, or as they say, suffering is optional. The difference between pain and suffering, no? The suffering part, the critical part is our attitude. Um, that this really requires constant process as a spiritual tool. And it's challenging. It certainly is to have that kind of perspective. Again, kakkan, another Japanese Buddhist word. T-A-K-K-A-N. Kakkan. A spiritual perspective on things. A wider, broader, philosophical perspective that's wisdom. That's right understanding. That's, you know, that difficult. And one last word then. Because the Dharma Glimpse mentioned death. You see, um, you know, when, when the Buddha in his legendary story realizing something that 
turned his life around when he left the palace. Old age, sickness, and death. Well, death is the big one. The ultimate one. Can you conquer death? Uh, um, can, should you fight death? You can, you know. I'm telling you this. In the ultimate way. Okay? And the way you, you conquer death is by accepting it. The spiritual acceptance, not the weak acceptance. It's when you completely accept it. And then you say, hey, well how, well, how do I want to live? There's a tremendous spiritual freedom and get going, a lot of things to do. You have transcended it. This is the ultimate meaning of, I don't know if it's exactly my father's expression or not, but accept slash transcend. Okay. Acceptance doesn't lead to transcendence. The acceptance is the transcendence itself. This is important. That's the way, you know, the flip-flop between dualistic terms and, you know, the oneness of it and non-dualism of it. How do you conquer that? Yeah. Truly, absolutely, 100% accepting this is the deepest teaching of Shikata Ganaya, uh, the Takkan, uh, and accept transcend. Whoa! That's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, keep going. And that's what that keep going means, too. Just what I said just a few minutes ago. That's what keep going means. Okay? Applied in that kind of a context. That's why you beautiful day. Thank you.